Welcome to Jack Daniels Presents This Life Ain't For Everybody, the Breaking It Down Edition with Chad Belding and Alex Crosby. Jack Daniels. It's like a party out there. Chad and Alex are visionaries. I got ideas coming out of my ass. That's true. Chad and Alex are opportunists. I got opportunity coming out of my ass. I don't know if I do. I do. <clears throat> really? Chad and Alex are Tennessee Sour Mash Whiskey representing and fired up for some old school Breaking It Down. Everybody's talking about it across the freaking nation. Now for America's favorite odd couple. Chad Belding and Alex Crosby. Did you get in trouble for the episode about marriage? No. There was no uh, pissed offness from your girl on the episode. Did she listen to it? No. No backlash. Somebody sent me an unkind message on Instagram about it. Somebody you know? Yeah. Really? Yeah. What'd they say? Kind of basically like you're a dick without saying that, you know? For not marrying her? Yeah. Or for talking about it, no, for not getting married. But I, I see that from coming from someone who's married, miserable, and they just want me to join in the party too. You know, misery loves company. I didn't, I didn't create that saying, but it's out there. You think everybody that's married is miserable? Ninety-five percent of them, probably. Really? Yeah. Ninety-five percent. I think so. That's a lot. I mean, over fifty percent of marriages end in divorce. Now, are we going to talk about this again all day today? No, I was going to bring up. Um, I was in Canada just now, and I missed my high school reunion. You did? Yeah. I've never been to one. So, I, do you go to them? Because, like, if if you say, well, I'm not going to get married, I'm not going to get engaged, but I will go to a high school reunion, that's lame, too. <clears throat> so, like, you just want to check in on your friends every 10 years <laughs> to see, like, how are we mounting up against everybody? That, no, it's a competition. That's what I'm saying. How yeah. do I, how, how did I, where do I stand? And where do I stand within the ranks? Like, I, I was a dork in high school and now I'm better than 99% of the people that graduated that year. Like, why do people go to them? Like, you don't even think about those people for 10 years. And then all of a sudden, I guess that's premature to say you could think about them, but I don't a lot. And high school is a big deal, but it's such a small, part of the big picture you- i think it's nothing I, to answer your first question we never really had one um like seven years ago a friend of mine passed away and uh we all went to his funeral service and then we went to a bar afterwards and everyone was like we should have a reunion you know but it wasn't like a formally there's like i see schools that like they've got people that like formally plan these things oh yeah and yeah, ours was, uh, we all went to a funeral and everyone said, we need to get together when it's not a funeral. And so they play, it was like our 23rd year out of high school. And we went to a bar and like maybe 15 to 20 people showed up. It was, it, it was, I mean, it was fun, but it was, it wasn't cool. You know? Yeah. I don't know. I've never been to one, but there are people that go to all of them. They get, they're fired up to do them. And yeah, we've never had one. I believe your class president's the one that's supposed to put them on. And I don't know if ours just isn't doing it or doesn't do it or whatever. But, yeah, I, I I literally was at the Elks Lodge a while ago. And this guy was he's like in charge of their like all of their high school reunion. Not all of them, but like he plans like the big ones. And they group, I guess, as it gets later on, they group them together. So, like, you know, 50, to, you know, 60 year reunions are together, whatever. Anyway, but they're like a big deal, like two, three day events. Bart, well would have been your dad's and my mom's reunion uh was it last summer yeah they had like one, one day they all played golf and then they all had dinner at some place and then they had like a party one night it was like a three-day event but yeah we don't we don't do those so you've never been to one of yours huh you not think one you're a lettered athlete never the, the jocks don't like to go to that stuff 
I think they do. Like there was a group text going into this one right before, right when I was leaving town, and it was a bunch of the our football team that was going to go pre-party like the day, night before or something. And that'd be cool to see some of the guys, but it's like. I don't know. I don't know what the, I guess it's neat to stay up with people and to find out that they're doing all right. I don't know. Wouldn't you just naturally do that though? The people that you're meant to. I was going to say the people that have stayed with me since high school, like I talk to them still, you know what I mean? So I don't, I don't need to have a reunion with them. I guess it's, I don't know. If you were a single guy, would you go there and try and hit on chicks that you went to high school with? Hit on the ones that I actually graduated with? Yeah, like just see if you still got it, like McQueen. So you would date a girl the same age as you? Yeah. <laughs> would you? <laughs> well, you brought that up last time. You brought that up last time. <laughs> no, you did. You told the world that I dated young girls. No, you told the world that Jilly's eight years younger than me, which huh? is okay. Well, your girlfriend is a decade younger no, than eight yours. years. That's quite a bit. That's a decent amount. My girlfriend's seven years, so I guess it's not bad. Do you stay in touch with a lot of high school people? No. There's a couple of friends that I still talk to. Um, I mean, and not that I, nothing's ever like happened. Like there's not some like rift between me and the people that I was friends with in high school. It's just everybody's kind of moved on and gone their own directions. I see some of them, you know, at events and stuff like that. And and obviously you go back to like it used to be for a night or something like that, you know, but I do still talk to a few people that I went to high school with. That's what's funny is the, the half-ass reunion that we had the of the 15 to 20 people that were there, I still talked to like 10 of them anyway. So it was like no big deal to see them at a high school reunion, air quotes. Yeah, I think that's kind of what it comes down to me is I stay in touch with the ones that – you know, I was meant to. There's been times where I ran into people that I graduated from high school and we threatened, you know, to get together and then it never happened. So, it yeah. just shows you that it's not really that big of a deal to either side. Right. Yeah. No, I agree. Hendo's new book came out today. Did you see that? I did. What What uh, is an autobiography? Yeah. Did you buy it? Yeah, two of them. Did, did you? Did you read it? I haven't got it yet. I just It just came out today. Oh. I bitched. I texted him and bitched him out for not sending me an advanced copy. Signed. Yeah, like, why would you not send me an advanced copy? I'm sure he got a provider cookbook signed, didn't he? Yeah, but have you? Yeah, he got, and he did put a recipe into it. I don't read is why I did not buy that book. Hendo, the American athlete, Dan Henderson. What a stud he was. Do you watch UFC anymore? No. Not at all? Highlights. I couldn't tell you who's in it and who's good or anything anymore. Do you? I haven't gotten a pay-per-view in two or three years. I stay up on it somewhat. I, I like felt, Dana White. I like Dana White. I like his stance I, on business and life. I do, too. I, I like everything about it. I felt like those years during, like, the tough and, like, Randy Couture and Chuck Liddell and, you know, those were – it's sad to say, but it's almost like boxing to me. It's like those were the, the prime years that I thought were really good and fun to watch. And then I lost touch with it, and now I don't recognize any of the names. Like – you know, Conor McGregor, obviously, I know, but even I think he's out of his prime. Like, I don't know. Those th- those fighters definitely have like a shelf life. And I think they when they run their course, like it's almost sad, right? To you hate to see those guys start to lose fights and stuff. And it, it all it sours it for me. Maybe I'm the only one that thinks that way. But like, I don't you just don't ever want to see those guys come off of their crown you know what i mean and but it happens no matter what there's always going to be somebody tougher or they just get older and start to slip a little bit or whatever and it's sad to watch and like i said i don't i couldn't tell you one of the guys that fights right now really i mean not one 
Not I see that guy with the dyed hair. I don't know his name. Uh, Sean, Sean O'Malley. O'Malley. Is that right? Yeah. I see him like on social media and stuff, but I've never seen him fight one He's time. He's the champion now. I know. He like, just won the belt. Khabib still fights, right? No, he retired at like 19-0 or 29-0, perfect record. Yeah, I mean. Are you thinking of Usman? Usman. Usman? Yeah. He's a champ too, right? Or did he, he just lost lose? his belt. He lost his belt. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I lost touch with it. I kind of did too. I think the main reason I did is that it used to be more of a spectacle. And now it's they, – and not that they shouldn't have done this, but they turned it into a real sport to where like football's every week, baseball's every night, basketball's almost every night. Mm-hmm. UFC's got, you know, three or four events a month now. Right. You know, they got UFC fight night. They got a pay-per-view event. They got Dana White's contender series. They got tough. They they have – there's – everywhere you look, there's fighting, which is fine. If But I can't keep up with it. You know, there's so many fighters now, and I don't even know if I really have a favorite or if there's somebody that I get bummed out to watch lose. You know, I do understand what you're saying. They all have a shelf life, and it sucks to see them, you know, go out. Like, you know, I think that – Chandler's getting ready to fight McGregor. Chandler hasn't. I don't know if Chandler won one fight in the UFC since he came over from Bellator, and he's a stud. He's he's one of those guys that goes hard the entire fight. But then you know I don't know what McGregor's got left in the tank. That guy came in made a ton of money, but I don't know if I would pay to watch him fight anymore. You yeah. know there was there was a time where I would get a pay per view. He was exciting, and now it's like, eh. you know, there's just been too much that's gone on that. You know, who cares who wins really is my attitude. I also don't like all this exhibition stuff that's of late. You know what I mean? Like the fighters and the boxers. Jake Paul, the YouTube guys fighting all these guys. And it's like, dude, he's fighting guys that have been retired for like 15 years and he's beating them and they're doing it for the money. But just like I said, is it sad to see those guys lose? Yeah. And then and then they lo- and I'm not. I, I guess I'm not taking anything away from Jake Paul. I mean, he's in good shape and all that stuff. But it's like he's a YouTube guy, dude, and he's fighting all these guys that are stud fighters, and he's beating them because they haven't fought in 15 years, and they do it for the money. And then you, they he just embarrasses them, dude. And I think it's stupid. I do too. It, like nothing said, against him, but it's it's crazy to know that people will pay to go see that shit. And he's he's not that good of a fighter, and neither is his brother Logan. No. They're, I'm not saying that they wouldn't whip my ass or anybody's ass. I'm just saying they're not that good of boxers. As far as the science goes and the technique and the mechanics of boxing, they're not that good of boxers. We love that story. You know, Mike, the Mike Tyson story, you know, the the young kid from nowhere, dude, you know, training hard in a gym in New York and working his way to the top and being a badass. And that story's, you know, 50 times over. Not the guys that made YouTube videos and then worked out a bunch and got into the gym and then, you know, use their social media platform to call out all these guys and get these top tier fights with granted they're guys that are out of the game, but there you you would never get those cards. You know, if you decided to box next month and you worked your butt off and freaking became a boxer, you're not calling out Roy Jones Jr. and getting him to fight you. You know what I mean? It's like no. stupid. It's all to me. That's all BS. And it and really it it definitely watered down fighting. I lost my touch with boxing when UFC came out, so I'm really far removed from that. There's but, not a lot. There's not a lot to watch anymore. No, there's good fighters out there, and it's sad that it, we are out of touch with it because there there is some skilled fighters out there still, and it's so fun to watch. I went to a UNR boxing. I love uh, boxing. Like that's one that we should get the UNR boxing schedule, and we should. Go, they're fun to go watch. You know what I mean? You go watch them live and see young kids. Actually, it's like going to watch you know AAA baseball or college baseball. It's hungry kids that are. Yeah, I've been to a bunch of them. Yeah, they're great. 
But Hendo, man, he was a stud. He has one. Oh of, my god, he has one of my favorite knockouts of all time in the UFC. Who against uh, Bisbing? Yeah, Michael Bisbing. But he freaking hit, gets his jaw, and he's out. And then Hendo just comes out unglued with a flying punch to the lands it perfectly on him when he's already on the ground. Because they had some bad blood, didn't they? Yeah, guy was a. Dick. I mean, Bisbing had a mouth on him. I, oh I do respect god, yeah. his career. Yeah, but he, he was ran good his on mouth. Tough. He ran his mouth all the time, and Hendo shut him up. Then they fought again in Britain, and Hendo beat him again, knocked him down twice, and got screwed in the decision. Oh, you no. Can't, no. You can't leave it to the judges, but Hendo would have won the belt that night. And that means he would have had belts and pride, strike force, and UFC champion. Wow. He's one of the greatest ever. Oh, yeah. He's and that would, have, that would have solidified that. Big time solidified that. Like you said, he, if you're over on their territory, you can't leave it to a judge. Are you coming to the party this week? Yeah. You are? Mm-hmm. You know it's costume party. Oh, I got a text yesterday from Jen. You didn't know it was I wasn't going to wear a costume. Why? I don't know. Why are you so anti everything? I'm not. Yes, you what are. What are you going to wear? Here's the thing. Here's the thing. It doesn't matter. You, you, yes, it does. Because it's like you're going to throw on like a pair of waders and be like, oh, I'm a duck hunter. No, I would never do and, that. And I'm going to go through all this. I would never do that. What, what are you going to be then? Is I don't it a know. surprise? I got some ideas. You do? I'm going to finalize them with a list of this week. Alyssa's gonna I have it. a lot of Halloween costumes. I have a lot of great ones. Then why don't you wear one? I'm going to wear one. Is your girl coming? No. She's still not. She has to work. Oh, God. She owns the place. She can uh, get a night off. I know. It's just She doesn't want to. She doesn't? I actually probably forgot to invite her, but I Jesus knew that she wouldn't God. go anyway. <laughs> Unbelievable. If it was on a Sunday or a Monday, we would go. You see the Cowboy or the Niners lost again last night? I, I'm worried about this weekend, dude. I can't see a loss. No, they're not going to lose. They've won, they've lost two in a row, and they shouldn't have lost last night. I know. They should have won that They need game. a new kicker. That was his – that field goal that he missed that would have put him up last night was his third in a row that he missed, and the one – the two the game before cost him the game. And I'm not a Niner fan, but I've been studying up because we're going to that game this weekend. I got to know. I'm a Niner fan this year. Of course. Yeah, me too. It's the only team I've watched this year. Will you get me a McKivitt signed jock like I got one from Will? Jock? Yeah. You really want a jock strap? Yeah, game worn if possible. Really? That think, game, that that's night? Like, that's like the new thing. Everybody's got a jersey, dude. You would have a, a display of jock straps in your trophy room? I think so. Ooh, if they were signed. That's a lie. Nah, that is a lie. <laughs> be funny though isn't it what are we gonna do when we get down there you said you wanted to tailgate yeah i got i want to for sure in the parking lot yeah I, have you ever seen the videos that come out of there and we were at niner stadium yeah no tony showed me one dude he said like dude it's like talladega boulevard they like all the trucks lined up with like all easy ups barbecuing drinking beers he said like all the people are hella cool and offering you beers and whatever as you're going by yeah well do you have to are you going to plan and like make sure we have food? To, are we bringing a grill? Are we going to get pre-made food? We won't be able to get in there with a car. I think we'll we'll just have to go in there and walk. Why into that boulevard? Yeah, I think you got to have like a parking pass and stuff. It's like a big deal. Oh, really? Yeah. Where's that at? I don't know. I could find out. What do you want to do? I assume the same, huh? Yeah, I know, but I. I, I tailgate party you can't just walk up to other people's parties is that what you're saying just walk up to them and no, grab their I, food uh, no apparently it's like a party out there they're selling gear and selling whatever and it's like a it's not just like a go hang out in your parking spot and grill hot dogs on your car it's like a big like it looked a lot like talladega boulevard i'm not saying it's going to be like what that. are they selling stuff they're selling food and stuff no no i think they're selling like gear and 
They're probably selling food, yeah. Who sells beer? gear? I don't know. The 49ers actually have like a booth I out doubt there. It. I doubt it. It's probably just people that go there. You know what I mean? You can buy like the big 49er necklaces and probably, well, dude, they used to do that at the Raider games. They sold shirts and hats and all that kind of stuff out in the parking lot too. Yeah, but I'm thinking that you're not going to be having people sell unlicensed merchandise. Uh, they do on all the property. Time. I think so. <laughs> really? Yeah. Usually those people are like on the streets when you're walking in from other parking areas. They're not allowed to be on the grounds. I would be all for it if we could get parking, bringing a big cooler and all that stuff and doing it at our own truck. But I don't know that that's, I mean, I guess you're a different, you're built differently as the kids say nowadays, you might be able to get us hooked up with that. You're built different. What does that mean? You're just different than everybody else. You could probably get that done. And then, yeah, we'll throw a cooler with like a hundred beers in there. And I don't know. Would you want to cook out there? Well, I mean, we're going to definitely want to eat something. I mean, the game, I, unless we I wouldn't be opposed to setting it's my up birthday, a grill. dude. I thought you guys would have everything handled. <laughs> yeah, I know. Jeez. <laughs> they call that the princess. No, prince. Pr- pr- prince party, yeah. Well, it's a whole, the whole month. How, old did, me, how threw, old did you turn? 49. 49? Yeah. Dang, you got one year left, huh? Dude, but I act younger than all of you guys. That's true. Run hard. <laughs> Drove 24 hours straight. Did you really? Day before yesterday, all the way from northern Saskatchewan to home. You just wanted to be home or what? We are going to the game this Sunday. Are you still going? You're, we are going to tailgate and do all that. Oh, yeah. We'll be back right here breaking it down. Dollar, dollar, bill, yo. You got enough money to retire on in the bank? Please don't negate my 25 years that I already have or 30 years in the workforce already. It's not like I've been sitting around staring at my nuts. You probably could. I could probably retire right now. I probably could, yeah. Thanks to Oakley Sunglasses, Jack Links, Traeger Grills, and Benelli for keeping the lights on. Jack Daniels presents This Life Ain't For Everybody, the Breaking It Down edition with Chad Belding and Alex Crosby. We'll return in a moment. We've had the provider mentality for a long time. Growing up and watching dad and mom cook wild game, whether it was an Italian lasagna or a spaghetti, I watched in awe and I couldn't wait to be old enough to do it. Then we got to travel and meet all of these different chefs at all these different lodges in Argentina and Uruguay or Paraguay or Arkansas or Missouri or Chef Mark Lindsay who you hear on the podcast, This Life Ain't For Everybody, a lot up in Minnesota at Trapper's Landing, part of the Reed's family of brands. And I started to learn so many different unorthodox, out-of-the-box ways of preparing Mr. Billy Bogey smothered deer steak at Prairie Wings Duck Club in Arkansas or the duck empanadas at Duck Guides of Argentina. And they all became part of the Provider Cookbook, the Provider Mentality at theproviderlife.com, our rubs, our original 10 in the Ultimate Pack, including the swine and the flaky, the spawn, the drop time, the foul, the crosshairs, the Brit, the dragon, the Sonora. Then we introduced the brand beef rub and the mother clucking chicken rub. And you can find recipes at theproviderlife.com. Check out the Provider TV on the My Outdoor TV app, Mo TV, part of the Outdoor Sportsman's Group and the Outdoor Channel family of brands. We got more coming. We got so much more coming. Good luck out in the field. Good luck out on the rivers. I hope you get those wild turkey nuggets and that pickle juice right away and get ready to throw down with some different rubs on them. The provider lifestyle. We're so honored to live it. Thank you, Lord, for letting us be outdoorsmen, hunter, gatherers, conservationists, and providers. Again, theproviderlife.com. Thank you for visiting. 
Deemer Box is unbelievable. The DB1, the DB2. Look them up at DeemerBox.com. Get your new edition today. Soon to be the Foul Life edition and the This Life Ain't For Everybody edition. We are so fired up. You can pair them together. We have them around the swimming pool, our backyards, our houses. There's no need to even put surround sound in anywhere. These things sound great. We bring them in the boat, in the field, setting up decoys. No matter where we're at at the lake during the summer, we team that up and we listen to our music with a couple fingers on ice. And again, we do it with safety and responsibility in mind. Will you spell that? What is it? D-E-M-E-R. Derek. We love Nashville, Music City, USA, Broadway, Lower Broadway, Grand Old Opry, The Ryman, The Bridgestone Arena, The Predators playing, big time concerts, Midtown, Losers Bar and Grill. There's so many iconic places, but the place that we never miss is Scoreboard Nashville, Music Valley, right across the street from the unbelievable Gaylord Opry Center Resort and Hotel where the National Wild Turkey Federation Convention is every February. We can't wait for February of 2024 for another successful NWTFC and all of our friends there. And we always started off with a kickoff party at the scoreboard nashville the hot chicken the deck the live music the cold drinks the bartenders the service the smiles the story and now you can find the provider on the menu the rubs the new wing sauce the right wing sauce thank you scoreboard thank you to the hobbs family thank you to bobby johnson thank you to megan the entire crew the staff they roll out the red carpet every time they see us and they roll out the red carpet to every single one of their patrons so when you're in nashville the next time check them out go to the grand old opry right across the street and then injure night with a nice cold beer visit the scoreboard next time you're in music city usa nashville tennessee sorry dolly nobody's working nine to five anymore the culture of the workforce now is almost gone dude i went to walmart yesterday you look at their employees and it's like i don't want to eat perishable foods from this place i'm almost positive that you guys didn't do your job and keep it at the right temperature we start off by saying there's just no more workers out there it's like we're breeding these people not to work anymore thanks to cowboys choice feeds for keeping chad and alex's miniature burrows fed and to flask for protecting their old number seven now back to chad and alex breaking it down um this time of year we're on the road a bunch hunting it's unbelievable man when you go on the road like that you you literally live you know you're living out of a suitcase you're living out of that trailer and you just start to notice things kind of like oh i would do this different i would do this different you just it's that's what my hunting career has always been right is and same with anybody's life is you just keep building on and trying to make improvements here and do things a little bit different and a little bit better and a little bit more efficient and make it more comfortable yeah more comfortable and it's like i enjoyed it so much i'm having more fun than ever um and then you get back here you get back to the the to headquarters and I just got overloaded yesterday and today with just whether it was drama or this fucking deal with a, a, an episode that that we're working on right now and, and getting screwed over by somebody. And this new order of clothing came in and there was like nine mistakes on it, like literally like mistakes. I'm sitting here going, dude, somebody is literally playing a prank on me. Th- something you ordered that came in incorrect. Yeah. Just, uh, you know, merch. Mm, yeah. And then, um, so you just start thinking about like, as an entrepreneur, as a businessman, you just, everything is a worry. Like, and you, you feel like you've made it and you feel like you're kicking ass, but it's never ending. You never quit working. The pressure never quits building the nothing stops mounting up on top of you. Everything continues just to mount and mount. The more you do, the bigger you get, the more successful you are, the more problems. It was like that old rap song. No money, no problem. Yeah. And it was like, it was, and I'm not, I don't worry about money. I worry about 
success and then you're just like gosh damn you go away and you want things to be you know keep falling in place because you've worked your ass off to continue to have them fall in place and when they don't man you get back here and you're just like i i mean i I literally can't even tell you the list of stuff that i have to work on for all the brands it's crazy how much work there is and it's kind of like the analogy if you don't do it yourself it ain't going to get done not that you don't have efficient people around you, but there's just you can't expect everybody to be like you, right? And and want and want to uh, you know get a ton of things done and just keep working. A lot of people don't aren't built like that. More people are of the mindset of like get the job done that day, go in, click clock in, clock out, and then they're done for the day. Right. They can turn it off. With my mindset, I can't turn it off. So when you come back from a trip like that and everything went so well up there and I was going to tell you about the birthday parties they threw for me and the recipes we did and forget the hunting part of it, just the life part of it. If if you just looked at it as a trip, a vacation, a little, you know, the experiences that you have up there and you're, oh my gosh, dude, homemade raviolis to these Canadians that you've become like family with that are literally bringing you into their homes and throwing you these parties and introducing you to their friends and more of their, their, their network and family all the way down to the businesses up there. And when, what, what we got to experience with, with, with different people that, that are very successful up there, the network continues to grow because of the people that you meet, like I just said, and you, you just value it. But then at the same time, you got other things that are happening that are like going the other direction, right? So you get back here and you're just like, what the hell? How can so many things be going? Not wrong. It's just like, now I got to fucking start over on some of this shit. Never ends either, right? I mean, and and it doesn't matter what business you're in. I mean, I don't, there's not too many people that get to just put it on cruise control and not do stuff. No, it's incredible. It's like, you wonder how, Somebody like Ricky, for example, we bring him back up. Why he doesn't retire? I wonder the same thing. With all the pressures of business, why would you not get out of there? Even though he's successful, he still doesn't travel much. Dude, he grinds. And he never traveled until he got remarried. Ricky never really did much. And he's almost, you know, Ricky's approaching 60. Yeah. I can't believe I'm I'm about to start that decade next year. I wonder if he's getting... Maybe his goal is to get all his boys out of college and set in their career paths, and then maybe he – but I think he just, like you, he's got that mindset where he's not going to be happy just traveling. I mean, you know, he he's not a guy that's just going to sit around a pool and, you know, not do something every day. I just don't think he's that guy. No, and I think that that's the difference. I mean, I think he's got that spirit of growing businesses and growing brands and – becoming success because he's got enough money to live on you know his whole family for the rest of their lives yeah so i mean what you something maybe when you get to that point you got to keep working to keep it all going the idea of like retirement for guys like you i mean there aren't very many people that do it most guys that you know have built brands or built businesses entrepreneurs that they don't retire i mean I mean, if you sold this, I see a lot of guys, they sell what they've worked on. They got a golden handcuff for a few years. The golden handcuff runs out and they usually start again as soon as it does. You know what I mean? Very few of them stay gone from work. But I mean, think about what what would your life be like if every day you didn't go to work? I mean, you could fill your three months of the hunting season up probably pretty quick. But the other nine months out of the year, I mean, you'd run out of stuff to do for sure. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I'm not bitching like, oh, like I, I want it to go away. I'm saying like, 
You you just don't understand how it doesn't. People don't take a little bit more wherewithal in making sure that this kind of shit doesn't happen. It just blows my mind. I just want to rip people in two. Like it gets to the point to where you're like, what are you, what are you even working for? If, if nobody's going to buy into it and nobody's going to, to back you up and you're like, I took time to make this entire order, get all of these things in place, talk to uh, until you're blue in the face on phone calls and conference calls and designs and critiques and, and approval processes. And then when you get them, you're just like, how did you guys let all this happen? Like, how in the hell did you not see this? One of the mistakes is like, I can't even talk about it right now. I'll have to tell you off the mic. It's like, you look at it and you're like, there's just no way somebody's messing with me. Mm-hmm. You know, there's no way that you did this and, and didn't catch it. Right. And I, and I think that there's, there's always been that, but I think over the last three four years it's gotten exponentially worse dude and i think that just the the culture of of the workforce now is almost gone dude you look what dude look at look at every business you go into i went to walmart yesterday which i I hardly ever go there and i know it is what it is but dude it's just you you look at their employees and it's like i don't want to eat perishable foods from this place because I'm almost positive that you guys didn't do your job and keep it at the right temperature and not leave it sitting out in the back. Dude, you just watch them just coasting through a shift and no one's there to hold them accountable because the problem is, is they're already scraping the bottom of the barrel for staff just with the way that the workforce is. And then when you get them to fill a, a hole, then you can't discipline them. We've talked about this before. You can't manage the way that you want to manage and need to manage because then they just quit and you go right back into a hole again. Every store now is a self-checkout. Every big place now, are, are they're getting the robots, the Sam Clubs and Costco's of the world. They're getting the robots to replace the people out even on the floor. I was at Sam's Club the other day. They have a thing that's doing their inventory. It's sweeping, mopping the floor and doing inventory off the same robot. Where? Sam's Club. <clears throat> really? Yeah, so it can pull up into the cold section and it's taking inventory of what's on the shelf and down on the bottom is the vacuum, you know, squeegee mop thing. So as it's going down the road counting how many frozen pizzas are on the shelf, it's also cleaning the floor. So they've replaced two employees, two different jobs with a robot. But it's because dude they they're looking at the same thing. So you're saying that my my distraction today and being pissed off is because it's not me. It's because that the world is falling apart with, with efficiency and it's only going to get worse somewhere. You're talking about a t-shirt. So I'm, I'm just going to assume that something's wrong with the print of it or whatever. There was a person that fed that shirt onto a machine did the, and, and it wasn't the owner of the place. So it was somebody that he's paying. And if they're of any indication of what's out there, when you look at that type of workforce, they don't give a shit anymore. So the shirt's crooked. They put the screen print down. It went on crooked. Who cares? Fold it on to the next. The owner comes out there and goes, man, the shirt's crooked, but he's got to meet your deadline. He can't yell at this guy. He can't get him to work a double to make up for it because they'll just quit. So he puts it in a box and sends it to you and either hopes you don't see it or it bought him another week or two to make it right and get it sent to you. You know what I'm saying? It's just you look around. That's what the work. Look at every waitress. How many how many good waitresses and waiters do you get anymore? Hmm. almost none good i'm not saying they don't come up and there's no more friendly you know 
There used to be a time, like, dude, you would get a waitress and you'd be like, dude, that chick's rad. Give her a 30% tip, you know, be, she's joking with you, cutting up with you, flirting with you, whatever. You got half, the, more than half the time I go out and eat now, it's like, I don't even want to tip this person that I just tipped. I do it because that's what society tells you to do, but they have zero personality. There's no, you know, table side manner anymore. They're just, they're just checking the boxes. Like you said, come in, do the bare minimum, get through the day and leave. That's sad. It is. It got, it has me down because you, I was thinking about today. Like there was a time when I had a really, really good team of employees. Right. And then it was like, whether it was because they wanted to go start their own business or they, a couple of them had to move out of state or whatever the case was like you, you wanted to go and do a new thing. And Tyson wanted to go and start his own business. And I look at it and I go, all right, well, I've replaced those employees since. And some of those guys and girls are gone now. And I look at it like nobody wants to freaking work. Nobody wants to freaking put in the time it takes to learn the craft and become good at it and become qualified. They want instant gratification and they want results right away. And and, and a lot of them don't even want to put in the time. A lot of them don't even want to work. No. A lot of them are just like, no, I'm I can go make the same amount of money doing something online or or becoming an influencer or whatever. And it is crazy. Like it brings me down of like, man, you go out of your way, you strive for perfection, success, create an environment that's badass. And then you're just like, damn it, this is hard. Mm-hmm. Building businesses and being in business for yourself is freaking hard. Dude, the- it's the hardest thing to do in life. I'm telling you, like you, I'm not saying that being a veteran and being a soldier and I get all that, that I've got nothing that's but a mad different, respect, different thing. but being uh, your own boss and building a career and building a business and a brand and employing people and knowing that every single part of that business relays on you. It's so freaking hard, dude. And that's, and not to be the, the Debbie Downer dude, but I feel bad for, well, our, our friend, Brad, he had a great, has a great idea can't get any workers dude so he's got a great idea he's trying to do something cool he's trying to invest in the community he's trying to start this new business the key to the puzzle is people to drive the car he's not he's not finding anybody no i mean i'm not it's not not that he's finding anyone but you know he wanted to have say 50 cars filled can't get them filled can't find the people to drive them he's got business he's got you know he's out selling to these guys and that guys and he's got everyone excited to do the stuff but there's no one to do the work JP's the same way. JP wants to be open seven days a week. Can't get cooks and wait staff to be open seven days a week. So he's got to close Sunday and Monday, and he's got to hear his customers go, oh, man, I came over here, for, you know, brought the whole family for Sunday. You know, now everybody's pretty used to it not being open, but guys aren't open anymore. You know, all the business guys. You go to lunch now on a Monday, and it's all – you see everywhere we go on a lunch on Monday, it's all JP's customers trying to find some other cool place to go for lunch which is there's few and far between out there. You know what I mean? So, and they're all like, dude, I wish you were open on Monday. Can't be open on Monday. Cause you can't get the staff. That's wrong. You know what I mean? That's the American dream going down. And you could play the devil's advocate and say, well, you don't pay people enough. You know, if you offered your waiters and waitresses 45 bucks an hour, so we could buy a house in Somerset too, then yeah, we'd come wait tables every day too, but that's not how it works. You know what I mean? It's, I don't think that's how it works. The job, the job is standardized to where there's a certain rate that they're going to make for that job. 100%. The pushback now, this great quit that they're calling and all that is all those kids just what you said. Instant gratification, not willing to work for it, want 150 grand a year to wait on a table or they're not going to do it. So we're at an impasse, right? Everybody's going, we need more workers. And they're going, 
We want to make 150 grand a year to wait on a table. We want to make 15 bucks an hour to work at McDonald's where all the food is already poured. You're heating up burger patties that they, that were already made and sent to you. You're filling Cokes out of a bag full of soap. You know, it's not like you're mixing a drink together and you're dropping fries into the oil and putting salt on them. And I want 15 bucks an hour for that. You're not coming in at three in the morning and hand forming burger patties <clears throat> and freaking, no. you know, slicing cheese and doing all that stuff to get ready for the day. No, but they want 15 bucks an hour for that. And they, and they're paying them 15 bucks an hour for that. So now, you know, if you take the bottom job and this is what our politicians did was they took the bottom jobs and they said, well, these people have to make 15 bucks an hour. Well, everything has to shift, right? Because you're not going to go pound nails on a job site in the sun and the wind and the rain and the snow for the same money that the kid standing at McDonald's is going to make. So now if you're that carpenter labor or whatever like that, why would I be out here beating myself up when I go work at McDonald's for 15 bucks an hour? Now you create all these voids in the employment. So now they all got to go up, right? Yeah. Now everybody goes up, right? So now, great. Everyone, everyone but the business owner is happy, right? And then, so what do they do? They got to raise their yeah, prices. That, dev- that devil's advocate thing <laughs> yeah. you were saying about JP and like, well, you know, you don't pay your waiters and waitresses enough. That's what I look at of like, well, maybe maybe I'm hard to work for, or you start questioning yourself. Am I paying them enough? Am I freaking creating a good environment? And I'm like, hell yeah, I freaking I, I'm. Uh, you know how I am. I'm yeah. freaking. I try to give. I try to create opportunity. I try to do so many things to make it better for everybody, to make it a good experience. And you look at like one of the guys that just quit us, right? Says I got an offer to do a job that I can't resist. That was quotes. The job fell through. They pulled out on him. I said, what are you gonna do then? Well, I'm going back to the job that I was in before and doing some online digital marketing. I'm like, dude, you admitted to me that you hated that job and that you didn't want to do it. Yeah, but it's all I got right now. And he quit a good career here because of it for no reason. And you sit there going, God damn, dude, why? What's it going to take to find somebody that's going to be very loyal and help you build these brands? You just I don't know if you can find them anymore. I, I don't know if there's any people cut from that that cloth anymore that have that mindset to take ownership and become a great asset to an organization. Few and far between. And I mean, the sad part is the people that are capable of doing that typically work their way out of it. You know, and I'm not, you you could say me for an example or whatever, you know, I want to go up, up, up. When you find people that don't want to do that, they typically let you down, right? They're your nine to five clock punchers. And I mean, there's a few in the middle. There's a few people in the middle that don't want don't want the responsibility and are happy, but even they fall out sooner or later. No one's going to have the same tenacity that the owner has for his business. It's never going to happen. It's not going to happen to where he you're not going to you're I get that. The, nobody's going to have the touch points or the emotional ties that I have to it. But you just question yourself of like why am how am I going to take this to the next level when I can't find people that are loyal to help me get it there? And that's the question now is like, do you need to go get more investment to come in and would more money help in finding those people? Like, I don't know. Like, I don't know what it takes to get somebody when you think you found the right person and you're nurturing that person and you're molding that person into something, you know, and teaching them and giving them the skill sets and the tools that they need. And then it's that easy for them to to quit. You're just like, 
And you just never know what's going on with people. Now I'm finding out that there's 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 emotional distress, there's mental anguish going on, there's all this stuff that I didn't know about. Some of it caused by probably a relationship, some of it caused by other things in in the person's life, and you're just like, damn man, you really can't control any of those factors, and there's nothing you can do about it. And I know, and you, but the first thing that you do is you start to blame yourself of like, damn. What the hell's going on? I can't find. I can't really get going with some good employees. Once you think you got them, they, you. I look at it like people just don't give a shit anymore. It's not that they don't want to work. I don't know if it's that they just don't give a shit. There, there's just so much ideology or, or mindset of like people do. They, it's like they want it given to them. They don't give a shit about working to and striving for success anymore. It's not born into them. It's almost like everybody's in this participation mindset, like like we went through in this country. If everybody gets the award, everybody gets a trophy, and everybody expects that now. Yep. And in the real world, that's not what happens. So when you come down on them or you discipline them or you critique them or you make them stay late or you make them do work all over again, they can't handle it. Right? They can't handle it. So the first thing they do is break and they freaking leave. Yep. And you're just like- because I'm not going to freaking baby somebody, dude. I'm not going to freaking go into baby mode and, and, and change the way I am to fit these people that are that are working for, you know, like you, you have to understand who people are and not and that nobody's the same. But you got to stick to your values, too. You got to stick to like, I want people that are freaking going above and beyond, thinking outside the box, being creative, have tenacity, have work ethic, don't want to quit. And I guess that's you just keep going until you find them. And then if it's meant to be, it's meant to be. But yeah. And like I said, they're just, they're few and far between. Few and far between. And I don't even think that cuts it. It's hard to find good people right now. It's funny because it's like where, but I just, I I just saw a thing this morning that more people are in default on their car loans than ever in the history. So it's, it's like, there's this hidden recession that's out there. Cause again, how do you pay all your bills and stuff? If you're not working, you know, so we say, oh, it's hard to find anyone. So there's there's people out there that aren't working, but how are they paying their bills? And Or are they just grabbing a job for a little bit until the owner or the boss pisses them off and then they quit again and they're just moving all around? Or are they really not working? Man, it's a weird thing out there right now. It is really weird. And I, I it's, it's keeping me up to where when I got home, I started realizing like, man, I, I've worked my ass off to build these brands and you got to look at it like, we're in a, we're in a, this time right now, it doesn't look like we've done shit because it's like, where, where's the proof at? Where are the people at? Where is, are all these people working for one common goal? And you're like, this should have been the beginning stages. Like five years ago, we, we should still have that team that's kicking ass. And you just, and it's, it's a hard part of entrepreneurship to know that people are going to move on. And when you think you found the right ones and they decide to move on and it happens all the time, I've been an employee and then I moved on, but now it's hard to find somebody that's going to be that management type personality that can get into that role and achieve it and succeed at it. And it just worries you to death, man. You lay, I don't know if if JP worries, he's a happy go lucky kind of, he's got to be worried all all the time. And dude, he went through the same thing last week. Dude, so I mean, whatever. He had a he had his parking lot repaved. I don't want to offend anyone if they're listening to this. But you know, big job, lots of money that he's got to pay for, and he wanted it done a certain way. And here you run into the the, you know, don't give a shit attitude and we don't care that you just gave us a $60,000 job or we we need to do it this certain way and even though you want it done this other way, 
you know, and they just, dude, they pushed and pushed and put, he was so pissed the other day. And it's, you know, just like you said, dude, everything, everything lies on his shoulders. If he's not the one that's court, you know, so they wanted to do it on like Friday and Saturday. He's like, dude, my two busiest days, you cannot repave the parking lot on Friday and Saturday. They showed up anyway, Friday with all the cones, the blah. He's like, dude, you're making my customers think that they can't come in here. I told you I didn't want this. And it's like, if if he's not the one worrying about it, you know, if he say he was an absentee owner. Right. And they just showed up and, and put the cones out on Friday night and he loses his two busiest days of business. Your typical managers, they don't care, right? What do I care if it's your busiest day of the week? My paycheck's the same whether yeah. you make 10000 or $10 million. When you're involved, dude, that's how it is. Every Everything comes to you. I'm not saying you don't have people there that are screening, but everything ultimately comes to you have you what, what was that what say that last i was part? just gonna say it's like if you didn't look at those shirts and you and you're in a typical organization they would have hit the shelf and been sold yeah you would have got to hear about it when your your customers were mad the first one i tried on i'm like something's wrong but see you're you're a diligent owner you're involved there's a lot of owners that aren't and that's how you get out of the stress of it. You know, you just, you become less involved and you let your people do it and you hope your bottom line makes up. And that's why a lot of restaurants fail because the bottom line can't make up, you know, but Rick's got to be hand hands off. He's got 12 or 13 branches. He can't be at those at all the time, but he picks what he does. You know what I mean? And then you watch the numbers of everything else to see what is happening, you know, but still stress, stress like no other. No. Yeah. And you, you wonder like what you do for like, Life's going to go on no matter what. And you're going to, you're going to find ways to, you know, tie all the loose ends together. But it's sometimes I ask myself, man, I could just freaking, I could have just been selling pharmaceuticals and been fine. Like I, that's what, you know, the, the thoughts that go through my head too, man, do you, you grab a County job and work your nine to five and get your pension and be done with it. There's something to be said about that too. Man. I don't get down either. I get, I get stressed. I don't get down. I'm like good at picking myself up and being like, let's go. We That's gotta, part we of what you enjoy is figuring out the untying the knot and, and moving forward. Yeah. And then, and then, and then getting results in another capacity, but it's kind of to the point to where I need good employees. I need to find somebody that's good to, come into a role maybe i need to find an investor and bring in you know more of a management style position or a gm position or more of somebody that can help build the infrastructure because the brands are there the results are there the sales are there the marketing's there but now you got to go back and start piecing that infrastructure yeah it's hard to start a business with a ton you know the the way i started these businesses i didn't have a ton of money at the beginning so the infrastructure kind of suffered right you did what it took but when you get to the position now i want to find that infrastructure and those are the people that are i'm having a hard time finding Right. And then you go, well, do I need more money to go chase a bigger salary? But even with those bigger salaries, I hired a guy to run my infrastructure for two of the brands last year and he completely shit the bed. I fired him in under 90 days. Right. And I'm like, what in the fuck? I've known, I, I've never ever thought of this person that could be making these mistakes and getting these complaints and showing this kind of response to his position and his duties and responsibilities. I was like blown away completely blown away and again you you wonder if it's personal stuff that again you can't control that you know yeah and it was a hundred and twenty five thousand dollar year salary right that's a lot of money yeah that's pretty good loot big money i assumed everybody made that kind of money in in high positions i started learning this last two weeks at talking to people nowhere near no nowhere near what i thought i guess it's hard to make a hundred thousand dollars a year that's part of what this shift in the world has happened too is that 
that people aren't paying remote people that kind of money, you know, which everybody wants to be a remote worker. So a lot of people are taking a $65,000 job. That's a hundred percent remote versus a $125,000 job. That's in an office because people don't want to do that anymore. And I mean, I don't know. We could have a whole different podcast on remote work versus in office work, but it's not even the same. That's what I'm saying. And people know that. And that's why they'll take a $65,000 job, but they're home every day to, you know, they're basically like a stay at home dad or mom, but also making 65 grand a year. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. We'll, We'll find that out. You'll see it. You know, there was a, you know, the industrial revolution, there was a manufacturing revolution and the word revolution is strong, but we'll see the revolution from this, you know, where everybody's gone remote, nothing's getting done correctly. We're talking about it here on this podcast. Everybody's talking about it across the freaking nation. There's going to be a, a change to this. You know, the, the rubber band has to snap back the other way. And there's a political undertone to this stuff. There's also commercial real estate, you know, comes into play on all, all these things where, you wanted people to have a business and then you want to charge them, you know, $18,000 a month. And then you bitch that the brick and mortar has gone away. Well, you did it to them. You know what I mean? If you want a guy to rent for, you know, I, I looked at it. We, I had this discussion with a guy the other day that he built a food court, the business model of a food court or food truck was, you know, there's no overhead, right? So you could go get a hamburger that was the size of this table and fries. And it was a, couple bucks cheaper than a restaurant because they don't have a brick and mortar to pay for well now they're looking at the brick and mortar and going well they're selling their burger for 20 bucks i should be selling my burger for 20 bucks so then they went to 20 bucks then these guys went well they're at 20 bucks we should be at 25 we got to pay for this building he's he goes dude you go into this food truck deal that we built and and a hamburger and fries is 33 dollars well, I'd rather go sit at a restaurant if I'm going to spend $33 on a hamburger and fries. So everybody's, you know, playing this game and and eventually it all has to, like I said, it's got to snap back. You know, the real estate guys probably got a little bit greedy when you're looking at, you know, I'm talking buildings in the cities and stuff. You know, Twitter was paying like a $180,000 a month in office space. Of course they go, well, we'll just send everybody remote. We're okay with everyone being remote. Well, now they're not getting the performance out of them. Dave Portnoy just had it on his barstool sports when he bought it back, goes to the office and no one's there. Well, dude, you got to have a correction to that. There's no work getting done. How can you be funny and how can you be interacting with your fellow influencers and stuff? If none of you guys are coming to work now, all of a sudden they're all back at work. And now same with, you know, the landlords that go, well, I was making 180. Now I'm making nothing because they all went away. Well, maybe this building's only worth 90. Well, at 90, maybe Twitter needs to come back to work and get everybody back in the office. You know, it'll rebound hopefully sooner than later. Man. Yeah, I think it's a good discussion to be had because that's part of the reason of when you come into an office, like when I come in here and I made that comment earlier of like, man, it used to be packed right and then i start letting people work remote because of the covid and all that and then there you have this remote and i'm like it's not that you don't want to trust people but you can't there's no there's no chemistry there there's no culture there there's nothing there's no you can't know what somebody's doing as long as they get their work done bullshit you want them to exceed that yeah you want to you want to be a unit you want to come together and work and and have a good culture and a good attitude and a good personality of the business and and the branding and the in the company to where things are getting done on a daily basis because people love it you can't build that through remoteness no. you can't build that through once a week calls on the phone nope. you have to be together you have to have a team 
team and, and do it right because it's a it's one of those things to where if the culture's not there and I and I'm not feeling it, then I, I have a hard time getting myself established to go kick ass. I got to go into a place and be like, oh, I feel good about this. This feels good. I know that everybody's got the same thing, goals in mind. Everybody's working. Everybody's achieving. Everybody's kicking ass. But with, with that remoteness and people saying, oh, I can work at home and I'm not, and, and I'm, I'm doing the amount of work. I'm getting the results. I just, I, I literally just got messages today that they tried this in one of our, in, in one of our companies and, the, and, and with one of our partners and lasted like seven months with a GM position or more like a CMO position. They're like, oh, this is going to be the cat's meow. He's going to be working remotely. I kept like being on calls and I'm like, this dude doesn't even know what's going on. Mm -hmm. He doesn't have any touch points. He doesn't know what the frick we're doing out here. I'm like, what, what is, I, I was calling the owner going, dude, I got to keep telling you what we're doing because you're not going to see it from him because he has no idea. Right. I don't know what he's doing when he's not in your office, but he has no touch points with who we are and what we're doing. So there's no way that he's going to be able to go to that infrastructure, or that organization or that owner or GM, whatever, and say, here's what I'm seeing with Chad and the crew. Here's what they're doing. Here's the pluses. Here's the benefits. Here's the inadequacies of working with them. Here's whatever. There's just no way that he'll be able to give a fair assumption with that remoteness because, dude, his kid's crying. He's got his deck. He turns on his grill. He lights a joint. He drinks a beer. He jumps in his Laundry's pool. going. Laundry's yeah, going. Yeah. Like, there ain't, there's no dedication to serve or the task at hand or or understanding that, dude, it takes complete transparency and constant and consistent communication to build brands and to build partnerships and to get results. And you're not getting that with these attitudes today. And that's it's come full circle now in this discussion because it, it what you know, it, we start off by saying there's just no more workers out there. It's like we're breeding these people not to work anymore. This whole COVID deal was to breed people to freaking rely on the government, yep. you know, and it's it's freaking crazy. Well, and you know what? And it wasn't the intention of, but our technology has hindered us as well, because it used to be if you were being disciplined or something like that, right, you, you would you would you go to the principal's office, right? And you'd stand you'd sit face to face with someone and you'd talk to him about what just happened. The same goes for work, right? If you screwed something up. You were going to go talk to your boss. You know, your boss was going to talk to you face to face, five feet apart from each other. Well, then we started doing all the texting, right? And emailing. And there's no more emotion in that. No and, more. And, and you could go. I mean, I, I, I know you enough to know that you probably called the person that made the mistake on the thing you're talking about. But most of the time, that's not the case anymore. You get a, a sharp toned email or a text. But the, the new generation won't pick up a phone call. No. You, you try to. You know, even they won't answer a phone call on uh, for sales. They surely aren't answering a confrontational phone call. And then you can't really get your point across even on a phone call of how truly upset you are. You know what I mean? Like if you're really upset with a person for making a mistake, you're not. It ain't going to come through on a phone call. And now every, so everyone's working remote and you might get a, a video call or something from your supervisor or your boss that's upset at something you did. But you're not going to take anything away from that. You're not going to make yourself better from that because you're not going to get the emotion from it. When I screwed up an order at, you know, Western Nevada Supply and my boss came up and stood a, a, eight inches away from me and said, what do you not know how to, you know, fucking count? You can't count to 100. You only pulled 90 of these and we sent them out on a truck. And now we got to send somebody out there with 10 more. I made sure I counted everything correctly the next time. You know, or when you ordered a uh, if you ordered 100 toilets from American Standard and they were supposed to be white and you ordered them in beige, you know, 
Rick Revilio is going to come talk to you about why he's got a hundred toilets that he can't sell now. And you're going to have a conversation with a guy who's out 50 grand and it's your fault. Then you're not going to do that again. Yeah. You're not going to feel that same way. Getting an email from someone that says, Hey, you know, this shirt's messed up and man, I'm really pissed off right now and you better make this right. They're going to go. Yeah, whatever. Shirt's messed up. Sure. Send it back. We'll do what we can. They don't care. It's not that maybe not even that they don't care. It's just they're, the emotions gone out of it. It's the same as all gone. You're, you're talking a, a CMO who tells your story better than you. Nobody. So now it used to be that you could talk to somebody, you know, if, if say you're going for a sponsorship, you could talk to Terry at Mojo and he could feel your passion and he could, you know, get what you're getting at. Now it's like, well, you could be on a zoom call with my marketing guy and then he'll give me the gist of it. Do you think that's going to go well for you? No. No. And a lot of it's through agencies now. Yeah. Which is even worse. <laughs> yeah. It's terrible dealing with them. Yeah. The whole thing. And that's what, because that's what these tiers of remote workness have come to, right? You got, you got your bank of people that are doing the work, right? They're whatever data entry. Then you got their bosses above them. Then you got to have bosses above them because everyone's doing half the work that they used to do before. If you were standing in an office and you, you know, we had five salespeople at Western Vast Supply and then you had a, your sales, you know, manager, in the same office with you he could look at you if you were sitting there reading a magazine he's going to walk over to you and ask you what you know you don't have enough to do why are you reading a magazine and chad's over here written his hundredth sales order of the day and he's going to correct that problem he can't see that you know because your computer's on at home that's all they look at you well, you're you could read your email 45 times over or look at facebook or do whatever you're doing and then it five o'clock you turn it off and they go oh, chad chad was on his computer from eight to five took a one hour lunch that don't mean shit i could do you know you could go home and like you said do your laundry jump in the pool take a soak in the hot tub cook lunch for everyone go whatever and you haven't done a thing for work all day not one hey i'm i'm with i'm, I'm with it in the sense that it shouldn't be a thing i mean there's obviously traveling salespeople and stuff that don't actually check into an office but you can easily see that's but, results driven. Though. I was going to say, you, you you would look at your bottom line and go, hey, you're out there on the road, supposedly 300 days out of the year, yet we're going to lose money this month. Yep. Either you're fixed or you're fired, right? That's like you said, performance driven. Yeah, it's a it's a stress, dude. It is because you want nothing more to achieve. Speaking of this, before we end it, have you taken a job at all? No, because I want to achieve more. You haven't taken one? No. Have you started a company? No. Have you gotten anywhere? Dude, part part of what we're talking about. So are you going to come back to work here? I don't know. Maybe. You lie. Are you lying on this microphone? Yeah, no, I'm, I'm not lying, but I am trying to do better. I, you like wouldn't want to work here anymore? I would or wouldn't? Wouldn't. No, I would. Well, then why don't you? Like I said, I want to try and do better. Do better than this I want to be like you. You want to do what? I want to be like you. <laughs> Meaning what? I want to be the, a business owner, entrepreneur. You do? Yeah. You have what it takes? I don't know if I do. I do. I definitely. There's a food truck for sale right down here. Let's buy it. I'll invest in a food truck. Let's go kick money. ass. Not enough money. There's money in it. I don't think there is. Come on. Dude, I, I literally just read an article on this the other day. I, 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 the food industry is tough. I would not want to really do the food industry. I think it could be fun. I don't think there's money in it. Really? Not enough. You don't think JP's made enough money to invest in this and invest in that and keep growing? It's got two brick and mortars, though. 27 years in the business. I don't have 27 years. I guess I need something quick. It's not that I don't have 27 years, but I don't have 27 years. 
What do you mean you don't have 27 years? Well, I'm already 43. So I don't I don't want it to be rocking and successful when I'm 70. Well, you're it's going to take 10 years to build it. Well, that's well, There's but 53. if the I, I I don't believe in like success overnight, but I do want something. How much money do you have to invest? I mean, not big money. I don't have like millions. But Why do you invest in one of these brands and take it to the next level? All the pieces are in place. I'm asking you that on a national podcast. Part of me thinks that that would be a great thing, but I also part of me thinks that I, then I'm just kind of riding your coattails and not really doing my own thing. Well, some of them are in the infancy stage still that, that could become your own thing. Not really. I'm just throwing it out there, dude. I don't need to. I'm not going to beg you. I'm no, just I know. It's there. I, and I'm not. And I, like I said, I. I would never I would never turn away from it. But I am at this current point, like I'm like, I'm really hoping that I can do something great right now. And and not saying that those things wouldn't be great. But in my mind, it like anything other than doing something for myself would be a step down from what. So a local construction company would be great, would be great. Yeah. Like you want to do something great, you said. So I want something of my own to call my own and do like. I want to do like every facet of it. You know what I'm saying? And be successful with it. Not every facet of it, but I want to, I want to have done the whole thing. You know what I'm saying? I did the ice cream thing with JP and another guy and it wasn't my idea. And it wasn't my, like, I don't care about the money part of it, but it wasn't my money that did it. You know, did I do everything around it? Yeah. But it was never like, it wasn't my deal. It's not like I came up with this great idea one night and then put everything into motion and made it happen and did it on my own. You know what well, I mean? What ideas are you going to be able to come up with? Everything that you've mentioned in the local construction industry has been done. Yeah. yeah. I'm not saying like it doesn't have to be like a new invention or anything like that. You're just saying like you're like baby. a new business. You know what I mean? So you couldn't come in here and let's and take one of these brands and make it your baby and be like, we're going to drive this. At the end of the day, it's your baby, right? I would just be helping. Not you. if you become an invested partner and you got skin in the game. Well, I'm not saying just a paid employee. I'm saying like you actually come with money and say, "I want this much percentage for this much money, and I want to grow this thing into big time sales." It's a risk. It is, and it's that's, and that's part of it. But like I said, you've also you've already done it. I'd be the same thing as like the ice cream thing. You know, it's like it's your deal. You've started it. You just need it to be to a different level because you're too busy doing your other stuff. And it's like, kind of like, it's not like there's anybody standing there going, Oh no, yeah, you didn't do anything. That's that was Chad's deal. Even though there are all those people out there. Uh, so, you know, like I'm saying, I I'm not saying I wouldn't do it, but I'm just saying if I had a choice and I do have a choice, I would like to start my own thing and do it. And if I'll be honest with you, I'm like blocked on what to do. And I am at that point where it's like, should I just fuck take a county job and just do that? I'm not doing that, but I'm just saying, like, I am a little bit frustrated. Like, I, I thought that I would be able to think of something by now and do it, but it's also only been like less than two months. Well, maybe so, you're not creative enough. I'm not very creative. Then why don't you come? I'm very creative, and I got good ideas, and I got good things in play. Why don't you just come and? Become I, an owner and, and drive. I don't want to give up on myself yet. You're not giving up on yourself. You're going to test yourself in a capacity of growing a national brand, which only 2% of them survive the infancy stage. Are you making me an offer right here on the air? <laughs> no, I'm saying that there's an opportunity I, here. I, I know there and is. You, and you obviously don't want to become an employee. Come with some skin in the game and let's grow it and get it to the best. Let's, let's make a five-year plan and a 10-year plan. 
where your inf- where your expertise and your experiences and your everyday drive is the thing that that you can put 100% of your concentration in daily and nurture these businesses and and put the energy into them needed to succeed. That's where I'm failing a little bit is that you only have so much fucking bandwidth. Right. So that is what it is. I got ideas coming out of my ass. I got opportunity coming out of my ass. Every time I turn around, there's opportunity. I've invested in some strong brands that'll be awesome in the future. But again, those aren't my babies, but I'm an investor and I help out where I can. But I'm telling you, you could become an investor and an owner operator and nurture it and take it to the next level and get big success. Yeah. Draw a salary out of it. Get a five-year plan going, a 10-year plan, maybe even a two-year plan. See where it goes. And then focus and concentration and every bit of your energy goes into it every day like it's your baby. Because right now, you're just driving around a fucking truck, going to bars and shit, having red beers at 9 a.m. Sure. And you can't do that much longer. I could do it for a long time. You could? Yeah. And you're going to? No. Then why not? You got enough money to retire on in the bank? No. Well, then what are you doing? You're in your work years right now. Please don't uh, negate my 25 years that I already have or 30 years in the workforce already. It's not like I've been sitting around staring at my nuts. I, I could probably retire right now. Not retire like comfortably and buy all the things that I want to buy, but I set up my life as such that I don't have any bills or anything, but I have no interest in retiring. No? No. You could retire right now. I could do a minimal amount of work and live the exact life that I live right now, but I also have kind of a propensity to buy stupid stuff and do things like that that like, so I wouldn't retire, but- I probably could, yeah. You probably could. I have no bills. I have, you know, my house payment's the only thing I make, and that's very easily done. You want more than that. That's what I'm saying. I, I never would. You're the, you're the one that said retired. I'm not retired. So, do you want to talk about these businesses here? Uh, we've talked about it several times. I'll continue to talk to you about it. But, I, like I said, I want to do my own thing. And investing in your company, in my mind, is not really doing my own thing. I know you think it is, but it's not. It's just, like I said, I'm just jumping on your bandwagon, which you have a nice bandwagon, but I want to have my own wagon too. I don't look at it that way. I know you don't, but that's what you're supposed to look. You're, you know, you're not supposed to look at it that way. You're supposed to look at it the other way, but that's how I look at it. I, that, and not that who cares, but I mean, that's how everybody would look at it. You know what I mean? That's not that I'm not saying. Not if you became the face of it. Yeah, but you're you're the face of it. So, I mean, there is no become the face of it. I don't agree with that. You could easily become the face of it. I don't need to be the face of anything. Well, you would have to on this. Not really. All right. I never can talk him into wanting to go to work. We just had an hour conversation on people that don't want to work, and I'm looking at one across the table. (laughs) (laughs) You should have just stood up and went, you're looking at it. Yeah, I'm him. I'll take less salary to work remote. (laughs) I have no desire to work remote. This was kind of a lax attitude podcast. It was very deep, though. I'm telling you. It's deep. We'll have more energy next week, but I'm going through a lot of things in my mind of how to measure success and when is the big success going to come, which a lot of it has. I'm very critical. A lot of people would look at this and be like, you're nuts. You're already achieving a bunch, but I want more. I want a good team. I want good ideas, creativity. I want to grow this into something that becomes what we call an E-M-P-I-R-E, an empire 
And that's what we're going to do. We're not going to give up. We're going to keep working our asses off. This has been another episode of This Life Ain't For Everybody, breaking it down. Brought to you by the one and only Tennessee Sour Mash Whiskey, Jack Daniels Sour Mash Whiskey, Lynchburg, Tennessee. Enjoy it responsibly. Never allow underage drinking for Alex Crosby. I don't know who's going to get him to work. I'm going to keep trying. I am going to keep trying. He's laughing right now, but he knows I'm right. We're going to be back at you with another episode of Breaking It Down. Um, This time of year, we're on the road a bunch hunting, traveling, chasing the migration. So um, we might not be as consistent, but we're going to do our best. Should we podcast remotely? Why don't you go on the road for a while and see if you like being on the road and seeing if you hunt a little bit? I know. I You literally do nothing. I do everything. All right. Thank you very much for being here. Peace out. We'll be back with another episode right here at Breaking It Down. This life ain't for everybody is hiring. I have no bills. We just had an hour conversation on people that don't want to work, and I'm looking at one across the table. <laughs> I'll be honest with you. I'm, like, blocked on what to do. You should have just stood up and went, you're looking at Yeah, uh, I'm him. I'll take less salary to work remote. <laughs> Mickey Thompson Tires, Scoreboard Nashville, and Bad Boy Mowers proudly support Breaking It Down, the Driven Chad Building, and the Free Spirit. Alex Crosby will wrap the show right after this. Don't go anywhere. Hey, everybody. You know, we are a huge fan of Jack Daniels, not just their product, but their mission, their culture, Lynchburg, Tennessee, the people. And we want to introduce you to the Jack Daniels Single Barrel Program. Join us at jackdaniels.com and learn about the Single Barrel Program, visiting Lynchburg, Tennessee, participating in a barrel tasting, a whiskey tasting, picking your favorite flavor, whether it's the burn in your mouth, whether it's the maple, whether it's the different combination of flavors that you are going to experience in each of the distinct bottles of Jack Daniels single barrel, you're going to be able to choose the best one, your favorite one, and purchase that entire barrel. It all comes bottled in individual single barrel bottles. You get your own hanging name tag, brand tag, your logo on it. You can give them away as gifts. Go knock on the door of a landowner and say, thank you for letting me hunt your field. There's so many options with the Jack Daniels Single Barrel Program. We're proud to be part of it. We have introduced it to so many of our friends and family across the country, whether it was at a business, whether it was at a duck lodge, whether it was at a conservation event. It is truly an awesome program. Learn more about it at jackdaniels.com, the Single Barrel Program. We've been involved for the last five years. I'm looking at two of my barrels right now. We just got our 2023 barrel in the Single Barrel Rye. Absolutely mesmerizing. My brother Clint's old fashions with it speak for themselves. It's the Jack Daniels single barrel program. Check it out. Learn about it. I hope you decide to visit Lynchburg, Tennessee and get your own barrel. Thank you very much. Looking for a high-quality truck accessory that's built to last? Look no further than Lear. With over 50 years of experience in the industry, these guys know what it takes to make your ride look and performance best. Whether you're looking for a fiberglass or aluminum cap, a hard or soft cover, or accessories to customize your truck, Lear's got you covered. Their products are made with only the best materials, and their innovative features provide added convenience and security for truck owners. Head over to Lear.com to explore their range of products and take your driving experience to the next level. We travel a lot. We're up and down America's highways, byways, thoroughways, cornfields, dirt roads, back roads, country roads. Love seeing that dust in our rear view. Love looking over and seeing the sunset, the sunrise, mallard ducks pitching in to a pond in Kansas, a coyote howling in Wyoming, an antelope standing on the side of the road in Nevada. We get to do this all through Ford trucks. Corning Ford, Paul. Francis, the entire crew, the customer service, the service department, the selection, the dedication to excellence and quality, the number one Ford Super Duty dealer 
in the Western United States five years in a row. They're in the top 10 in the country, and they're in a little tiny town, Corning, California. 5,000 people deep, maybe, but the construction, the farming, the ranching, the almonds, the walnuts, the olives, the duck hunting, the fishing, the deer hunting and turkey hunting, predator hunting, you name it. Corning Ford is part of it. They support our lifestyle, their pricing. They refuse to mark them up. Give them a try. They'll deliver your truck anywhere in the country. They've delivered them to Alaska, Florida, so many to Nevada, so many to Northern California, all over Arizona and Colorado. They've delivered three to Tennessee. They delivered one to Minnesota to our friend Andrew at Wild Acre Kennels. It's Corning Ford. They support the outdoors, and there's nothing better than a Ford truck. These 2023 Ford Super Duties F-250s, F-350s, the long bed, the short bed, the tremor package. Watch your speed. Set that cruise control because sometimes you'll look down and be like, I'm not going that fast. Something's got to be broken. And you're pulling a trailer, and you got a Lear topper on the back of it. The bed of your truck is full. They're meant for hauling. They're meant for towing. Thank you, Francis. Thank you, Paul. There's nowhere better in the country to buy your next Ford vehicle or Ford Super Duty truck than Corning Ford. Thank you all for supporting them. The moment we all thought would never come. Damn it, this is hard. That's true. This has been another episode of This Life Ain't For Everybody. Breaking it down. Brought to you by the one and only Tennessee Sour Mash Whiskey. It's like a party out there. Jack Daniels. Chad and Alex must say goodbye for now. But Jack Daniels presents This Life Ain't For Everybody. The Breaking It Down Edition with Chad Belding and Alex Crosby lives on by streaming it on SoundCloud, iHeart, and Spotify and at thislifeaintforeverybody.com. Let's put our new to the grindstone, America, and do the work.